I'm John Hughes. And I'm Kenya Hughes. And together, we we are are the Hughes. On our show, we talk about... Love. Marriage. Relationships and whatever else random comes up. Well, here we are again. Me and my lovely wife. In this excellent, well-placed, well-manicured show. With lighting, mics, and a podcast event. It's an event. It's an event. One of these days, God willing, we'll be syndicated. Oh, yes. Receive that into the atmosphere. Yes. Yes. Syndication. I love it. So in September, we're going to start having people on our podcast. Amen. Um, Not exactly like we're still working out the dynamics of that and how it's going to work. Because, of course, we would do these videos at 9.30 at night on Tuesday night. And And that's late. That's late. So we've got to kind of figure it out. But, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to that. We understand that you all probably don't want to see us every single night. Hey, Linda. Oh, we can have Linda on one of our podcasts. Yeah. A ton of fun. A ton of fun. So, yeah. So uh, tonight, so this is John's topic. And when he told me the topic, I was like, we got to wear these. God's plan shirt. No, tell the whole story. Where, where did we go and where were we at? And you came up with this incredible idea, Einstein. What are you talking about? For our topic for tonight? Yeah. So we went to Chinese restaurant um, after work tonight. John came and met me at work. We went to grab something to eat because I was working late. And John was like, what are we talking about? No Ooh. yawning. Oh, no. my God. That just came no, out of no, nowhere. No. Hey, Am. So I said, John, he was like, what are you going to talk about? Because if you all can't, you probably can't believe it. Most of the time, we're like, "Mm, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Number one problem in our household, we never know where we're going to eat. Never know what we're going to eat and never know what we're going to talk about on our podcast. I'm telling you, we never know what we're going to talk about until probably about an hour before the show. So John goes, what are we going to talk about? I said, well, I've been thinking about some things that we've been going on. That's been going on in our life recently. And, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. You know, we, we're happy, but we have a lot of other things that are going on. But we learn to find joy in the journey. So I said, John, let's talk about finding joy in the journey. Wiggity, wiggity, whack. So he's sitting across the table from hey, me in I, the restaurant. I, and he's I, like, huh? What? That's whack. That's whack. I said, let's, well, what do you want to talk about, Let's John? talk about a topic that actually has some meat on the bones. Joy in the journey has meat in the bones, if mm. you tell the story. The topic tonight on We Are The Hughes. Listen to this, y'all. That's why it's God's plan. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Is marriage everything that is cracked up to be? <laughs> I say no. Why? <laughs> <laughs> why do you say Man, no? Man, they should have gave me some care instructions. Before I got married, like a a watering filtration system, some vitamins, some seedlings. uh, What else? Um, I didn't know. And this is a great message I heard from T.D. Jakes. I didn't know in this process called marriage, you were actually be buried. Buried? Yeah. Buried what? But I realized that I wasn't. What does that mean? There's two... Options in life. Remember this. You either choose to be buried or choose to be planted. In the beginning of our marriage, I felt like 
I was being buried. Mm-hmm. But as I matured as a man in my marriage, as I became a priest of my home, I realized that our marriage was designed to plant us. Because when you are planted, that means that your seed is supposed to what? Germinate and grow. When you're buried, there is no more. Oh, that's so, good talk. So when you actually allow yourself to germinate and grow, you actually put in the right nutrients, the right water, the right light. So that's another piece. When it says in scripture, you're supposed to be a light upon the hill. The first place that you're supposed to be a light is in your home. You're supposed to be a light to your spouse and your family so that all of all people within your life will grow. You're supposed to give nutrients, water, and light to your family so that you can grow. So I'm confused. I'm slow. Why are you slow? That was a show. Thank you for coming. Good night. But how but how is that talk about how marriage is it's supposed to be cracked up? Like Because because what I'm gonna talk about is what happened before I got the light, the nutrients, and the water. Oh well talk about that because I was Because it was a hot mess. I was lost. What what happened before the I'm lights? from I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina, home of the Chuck. And growing up for us was a little rough. So I used to cuss like a sailor. I used to womanize, chase women. Me and my brother, God bless the dead, the, the honorable apostle, preacher, pastor, Jonathan Joseph Hughes was my running buddy. And he'd tell you, I used to call him Teeth Man because we would send him with the perfect teeth to go get a girl. Um, and my poor mama spent so much money for me to wear my braces. I would not take care of my, my braces to save my life. You had braces? Yeah, I had braces. Really? I didn't it know was, that. It was a nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, but, okay. But moving on. Every single man that wishes to be married, you have to realize that there is a level of maturation, a level of maturity that you must possess when you matriculate through your marriage, number one thing, you must humble yourself so that you are prepared to listen. Mm. The number one mistake that men make in their marriage is that they do not listen. A lot of people, you listen to the experts talk about the number one reason why marriages fail and they will tell you it's because of money. That is not true. That is a lie from the pit of H-E double hockey stick. Communication. The number one reason why marriages fail is unfulfilled expectations. Mm. I say again, the number one reason why marriages fail is unfulfilled expectations. Know this to be true. I'm speaking to you now. And you have to know this. I'm coming. I feel so, so, so full right now. God's been using me and my wife in so many different ways. I want everybody to realize this. Unfulfilled expectations. It is your job as a man, as a priest of your home and your wife is supposed to be reciprocated. It is our job 
as a man, is my wife's job to find out what, what, what's expected of the other and to help that one fulfill those expectations, those desires, those missed opportunities. It's our job to identify them, to prop them up, to water them, feed them nutrients, and to give it the proper light. I remember, I remember when you went on this wild tangent and you wanted to you wanted to leave your job and be in radio broadcasting. But now I have Facebook Live, so I'm good. And you still at that dog on radio <laughs> stuff. Lord have mercy. Just running at her, just running, running, running. But I remember that each one of us have our own dreams and expectations. Each one of us wants to soar by ourselves. After all, eagles fly in the sky by themselves. They solo. Every once in a while, they meet up with their lovely mate and everything else happens between that. But we have to remember that the person that you met before you got married had their own goals, their own expectations, their own desires. Your job is to make sure that you don't let that die for your significant other. Oh, preach. If you let that die for your significant other, there will be resentment, hate, and envy in the marriage. So, so true. I say again, number one reason why marriages fail is not because of money. It's because of unfulfilled expectations. And I'm tapping... Well, stop tapping because you're tapping on the podcast. You got to have that. Too. People want to know that it's live and full of effect. Oh, Lord. On the okay. podcast. Oh, goodness. Okay. Go ahead. Finish. Unfulfilled mm. expectations. I've, I said my piece. You got to say something. Oh, well, you took over. You I know? mean, you took over. I'm sorry. So. You got the, anything to say? I do. I always have something to say. So mm-hmm. on the unfulfilled expectations, you know, as a woman sometimes and as you get married and we go on this journey called marriage, you can get lost. So you can get lost in the journey of marriage when you're trying to fulfill all of these needs for your uh, your husband. As you have children, your children, as you try and fulfill those needs, you know, and still try to be the friend, the daughter, all of those people. I can't so, never find those socks. Where my socks at? Okay, Once sorry. again, mm. you're trying to be the cook Okay, y'all, y'all, ladies, y'all looking at me. You need to be the wife. You need to be the mother. You need to be the cook. You gotta be the cleaning lady. You, we got too many jobs. <laughs> Are y'all following me? So what are you saying? We have too many jobs. I that, got that, jobs too. You, you have a job, but you're what you're saying in the unfulfilled. I got jobs in the unfulfilled expectations. Is that a lot of times, and my mom, we had talked about this, when you get married, everybody paints this picture of it's going to be this beautiful, because you're planning the wedding. They talk about the dress, they talk about the food, the guest list, the DJ. They talk about all of these things. Lies. And they're not lies, but what people don't talk about is what happens after I do. When the real stuff starts happening. Amen. When you are not happy. When you think that you know your spouse, right? Because you've dated them for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen years, some people. 
have been with their significant others, but you date that person and you think that you know them and then you get married and that person is somebody that you didn't know. And they showed you something completely different. They showed you something completely different because when we're dating, we're all caught up in love and the dating and the rose petals. The physicality of it all. That's it. The John's so much better with words than I am. The physicality of it all. But is you marriage still look really? Good, baby. Oh, thank you, honey. You too. But at the end of the day, you have to remember why you married this person. But it's not all that it's cracked up to be. And John and I are here to keep it real with you all tonight. Marriage is not easy. It takes. And for work. the people that try and paint these pictures that it's so perfect and it's great, it's not. This mess is hard. It's hard every day. Somebody keeps liking all of our pictures on Instagram. Sorry. Um, but it's really hard. And you have to put in the work. So I'm going to say that for people that are looking to get married, it ain't all it's cracked up to be. It's beautiful if you put in the work. Um, if you're a believer, Sheila said it's hard as H-E double hockey sticks, as, as John says. But you have to be willing to sacrifice and put in the work. And you have to know your partner's needs. So like I know with John, I love to go and I love to do and I love to entertain. John is okay staying at home, sitting on the sofa and doing nothing. I'm okay with that. Really? You think I'm just doing nothing? You are okay. I have certain desires. What What's, what's one of the things that I would, I would love to do? One of the things that you would love to do? That I would love to do. You would love to buy a house out in the country and have chickens and um, horses and cows, and you would love to fix up model cars. And then what else? Go and where? Then, go where? Oh, John wants us to quit our jobs, and he wants us to sell everything, and he wants us to backpack across Europe. We're starting to go fund me tomorrow. And then what? And what else? What do you mean? And what else? What else? I want to go to what? What country and study for 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 like a year? You want to go to Bali? No. China? Japan. Oh, Japan. I'm sorry. And he wants to go to Japan for a year. Y'all can start that um, GoFundMe. Oh, Cynthia said, I got you, John. I would love to go to Japan for a year and study Aikido. Okay. We're talking about marriage is not being not what it's cracked out to be. We can talk about that a little bit later. Okay. So marriage. So we have these unfulfilled um, expectations. And I know that for me, when John and I got married, you bring a lot of extra baggage that you don't think that you're bringing with you, Ooh. but you bring it with you into your marriage, your relationship, whatever it is. Here's the thing. You got to leave that at the door because what happens is in marriage and in relationships and in any, this is anything. It can be work. It can be your relationship with your friends, your relationship with your siblings, a lot of things that we bring into our relationships are things that we're carrying from the past that we can't let go. Let me give you all some advice about that. The baggage that we carry from an old relationship to a new relationship, we treat those as spoils of war. But the spoils of war have value. The baggage that you take from old relationships don't have value. They have. They are the examples of what you did in the old, the old relationship that you should not do in the new relationship. Therefore, you should not carry anything that can hinder you. 
So learn to release those things. You got to let it go. You just have to let it go. So for me, I'll say that for our marriage, um, I had a great example of marriage. Like I tell you all that all the time. Uh, But I had this vision of what my marriage should be. And I had this vision of who I thought John should be. And John is a wonderful person and he is a wonderful husband. But the vision that I had does not necessarily mean that that is the vision that John had when we got married. But what we have done is we have worked. Why are you making that face? What's the vision? What do you mean? What's the vision? We are going to... I want to be, that, look, I want to be on radio. Time, it's time to he get it out now. I want to be on radio. John, and John swears that I want to stay at home. I don't want to stay at home and do nothing. He, he always says, I know. You want to be like Buckhead Betty. I do not want to be like Buckhead Betty. Betty. But whoever she is, Betty, Boopy. I mean, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> I'm comfortable being Kenya. I'm confident Kenya. You, you, you definitely is Kenya. I'm confident Kenya, and I'm confident in who I am. But I know that I continue to work on our marriage daily, um, sometimes by minute, by hour, because once again... It's on. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. So what's so difficult? What's so hard? Um, What's, uh, what's hard? Uh, some days I don't feel like talking to anybody. Including me. Some days I don't want to be bothered. Damn. But that's who I am. So I am a, um, what is it, an ambivert? Where you can be an extrovert but an introvert? Is that an ambivert? I don't know. I'm one of those people. So I can be very outgoing and I can really um, be around people and light up. Did you see what my mom put in the comment? You need to go to the doctor? I need a doctor, mom? That's so mean, mama. Wow. I was going to send you a gift, but you forget that. You would X that out. That's funny. So I can, sometimes I just don't want to be bothered. I mean, just with people in general. Sometimes my friends think that I've just fallen off. And I haven't fallen off. I just don't feel like being bothered. Sometimes. I don't know how anybody could ever ponder in their mind that you fell off. You was the busiest person I ever <laughs> met in my life. My wife is busy in her sleep. Whatever. One night we were sleeping, and I kid you not, that girl woke up and said, <laughs> what did that list say? I said, what list? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> and she went right back to sleep. Whatever, John. You was out of control. Whatever, whatever. So anyways, so marriage. And then sometimes I don't feel like cooking dinner. Sure don't. I'm going to be honest. But I feel like as a wife that that is my responsibility. So I carry guilt sometimes if John doesn't have something to eat. That's well, just who I, I am. don't want you to feel guilty about that. But I do because I feel like it's my responsibility. Well, both of us got to eat. I know, but I'm just saying. But that's just how I feel. Wow. Yeah. I just feel like all of it is not coming out tonight, but I know that there'll be new episodes concerning this that'll come out and they'll get deeper. I mean, people, I'm sure, will comment and tell us how they feel. Tell us what you all think about marriage. Is marriage for the married people all that you thought it would be? Hmm. I will have to tell you that it's mm-hmm. not for hmm. the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. Is marriage what you thought it would be, John? Well, you know, to be quite honest with you, um, I went into my marriage, eyes wide open. I had a clear belief of what it should be. Mm -hmm. I had great examples. Mm 
mm-hmm. of what marriage should be and mm-hmm. what marriage shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I think um, I take it very seriously about marriage and how I should be a proper covering for my, my wife and my home mm-hmm. and how I'm a protector. Mm-hmm. And then also I should be a good listener. But I didn't always know that. I didn't always have those keys mm. of success for marriage because marriage is constantly evolving, constantly changing. The older you get, you have to be careful not to be set in your ways. You you have to always remember, I was told this a long time ago, always remember to keep your mind green. Mm, that's good. Like 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 the carpet floor of a forest. Write that down. Always green, always fresh. Because when you get stagnant, when you get uh, despondent towards your mate, your mate begins to notice those things. And that what, that's what causes the change mm. for, for, the, for, the, for the worse. So you have to believe that your mate and you are growing together, but you want to be able to grow together and not apart. So again, always keep your mind and your activities and your motives green. You know what? You just I just wrote down something. You said always grow together. You should be growing with goals. Yeah, absolutely. What are your goals for the next one year, the next five years, the next 10 years of your marriage? A lot of times, you know, we make these financial goals, um, these retirement goals, but what are your goals in your marriage to grow your marriage, to still stay close, to still stay connected. I know that I listen to a lot of my friends, and I have some friends, I'll tell you. Uh, I think Jerry Goodlow is on here. Um, he and his wife, Evelyn, they have mastered the empty nester. They got a master. They have learned how to enjoy each other as empty nesters. But I have some friends that they haven't quite mastered that. The children have left, and they don't know what to do because their life, has been revolved around their children. So what are your goals for your marriage after your children leave? That's what kinda, are you going What are you going to do? You got to grow with some goals for uh, couples that are dating or in the waiting game of dating. When you get to that point in your relationship, what are your goals with your spouse? I think that when you're dating, especially women, and if you're in your 30s and 40s and 50s, and you're trying, your goal is to get married. Like that's the goal if you're dating. But what is your goal after that? So after you have gotten married, where do you see yourself in your mate? Where where are you going? Well, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I think it's important that we realize that you know the goals are structured to keep everybody on their toes. Right. When you when you stand flat-footed in boxing, you you're, what will happen possibly is that you'll get knocked out. Mm-hmm. So in marriage, you don't never want to get knocked out. You want to stay on your toes so that you can confront every single situation head-on and you can beat it back. Right. You know? So, um, and Lord knows, me and you have been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and and I think it's important that as you go through life's struggles, life's ups and downs, that you draw toward your mate and not draw away from them. 
many couples have fallen apart that were perfectly great together, but ended up falling apart because a life event affected them so much and they did not know how to reach out to each other. I think it's, I think it's important that you identify each other's positions in the relationship, positions in love in the early part of your relationship. You have to know that you know that you know that this is your ride or die. That this person that you're marrying is the person that's going to stick with you through thick and thin. A lot of people jump into marriage because it's a physical aspect. And from that physical aspect, y'all just tend to work so mo- so well together that you just can't live without them. Oh, I love the way they look. I love their lips. I love their hands. I love their body, this, that, and other. But there's so much behind that. There's a mind attached to the, all that physicalness. Mm-hmm. And what happens in that process, if you don't fall in love with the mind first, you're bound to make mistakes. Because trust me out there, men, if you teach your mate to fall in love with their your mind first, the body will follow. Oh, that's good. Good talk. Perfect direction. The head guides everything. Good talk. See, that's it. Is marriage what it's cracked up to be. <laughs> it can be everything in a bag of chips if you if you allow yourself to stay humble, stay rooted, and staying green. Stay humble. Y'all are taking these notes. My husband talks, I take notes. Stay rooted and stay green. Stay, mm-hmm. Staying humble. Being mature enough and smart enough to listen to your mate. I made so many mistakes in the beginning. Just making decisions without talking to my wife. And I failed at at several things. Yeah, we got a um, a, a 10-year-old bull master. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I digress. Okay. So, gentlemen out there. Your best advisor is your mate. If you know that you that your wife loves you with every ounce of, of her being, which I know emphatically that Kenya Hughes loves me with every ounce of her being. I do. It's important to bounce life's decisions, any decision that involves your home and your relationship, bounce them off your wife first. She will give you her honest opinion, not because it's something that she wishes it to be or not to be. She will always give you a decision or an answer because it's best interest, it's best suited for the family and our future. How to stay rooted. Men out there, and we are the Hughes land, you get married, learn that this ring is the, inter- the eternal representation of a promise. It started at the beginning and it shall end in the beginning. That's why it's a ring. Respect that. Take your behind home. I say again, take your behind home. If you are not prepared to be married, then I'd rather you go out in the street 
and still learn your way instead of being in a marriage and trying to do that after you're married. You're disrespecting yourself, you're disrespecting God, and you're disrespecting everything that marriage stands for. Carry your behind home. Stay rooted in what is truly important, which is the marriage and the promises that you made to a woman in front of a congregation of people and God. God didn't ask to be invited to your wedding. You invoked that marriage ritual that brought God's spirit into the process. And you asked for witnesses to be there. If you're not humble enough to recognize that, then shame on you. Now, with that being said, not every marriage is going to work. Not every journey is going to work. But you have to know that you know that you know that these situations in life can and will happen. And if you gave it your all, all is well. Amen. But you have to respect what it is and what it shall be and what it can be. I can only speak from the perspective of my marriage. And I'm rooted faithfully in my marriage. How do I keep my mind green? There's not a reason on this planet Earth that I will be so mad at my wife that I can't forgive her, that I can't love her through something, that I can't, that I will not go to sleep with anger in my mind. One of the, the practices that we do in this household, we say it all the time, if one of us gets upset with one another, we immediately go into the, get, get in that one's face and we'll ask the question. You mad? <laughs> Are you mad? <laughs> you mad? Trust me, it works. You could be hot as fish grease. That's my hot. wife will actually get in my face and say to me, you mad. And I will actually end up laughing. And I think that's, very, that's phenomenal because there's nothing out there that serious that we can't get through it. That. So that's to stay green. That's to stay green. Stay green, stay connected, and continue. I'm trying to... Our lighting is um, off. What did I say? Isn't that off? You can't see. Ooh-wee. I thought you were going to be following with the phone. Where your other phone is? I don't know where the phone is. I'm sorry. It's so sad. I'm sorry. It's so sad. That's why I said great stuff, Hughes. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, so John and I, what I do love about our marriage, exactly what what he said is that... When we are mad, there are times that we get mad and we get mad at in, at different situations and different. And some of it's just dumb stuff that you really should just talk about. Like, why are you going to be mad over that? Just get over it and move on. And I'm just going to keep it real. Ladies, I may get mad because I wash the dishes and I come home and it's three dishes in the sink. Oh, my God. She drive me crazy with that. And John would be like, you mad? It's just three dishes, Kenya. It's a functional house. And I'm like, but I'm mad. I'm scared to go in my own kitchen and get a plate and eat some food. You're not afraid. If I set, in the, set the plate in the zinc, I was like, oh my God, she coming home. Jesus. That's not true at all because he does it. But we have, been, we have learned over time and through our 15 years of marriage. I can't believe it's been 15 years of marriage that we have to learn, we have to communicate with each other. So for us, um, communication is key. 
For me, it's not always easy. I am the type of person that will like shut down because I am a fire sign and I will get hot in a quick And she'll mess around and see something and I'll have to... Whatever. But anyways. But we, ta- but we talk about it. Go to we- sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. You were so silly. But we do talk about it. One. Drop your hand. Two. Drop your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Out for the count. He thinks we're in the WWE. Um, yeah, I'm... Choke asleep, choke asleep. But to wrap up our topic tonight, because I think John had some really great points, and he is so good at just so eloquently well, breaking things down. I got down. one more. I got one more. You got, got one, one more? more? What is it? My advice for we are people out there. We are the Hughes land, mm-hmm. the ladies. Mm-hmm. Please, as y'all go out there and y'all hang with y'all friends and y'all go to different people's houses and stuff, mm-hmm. do not covet other people's stuff. Mm, amen to that. Do not covet other people's stuff. That right there. Don't be looking at people's cars. Mm-hmm. Don't be looking at people's houses. Don't be looking at people's marriages. Don't be looking at people's marriages. Don't be looking at... Uh, and then leave out there from them people's homes or whatever y'all go and start jumping in your husband's ear talking about, I wish we had that. Or that wasn't that so-and-so... Wasn't that kitchen that nice... Wasn't John, you're talking. No, let, let me tell you. John's talking about. You don't me and know. Him. You don't know what them people had to go through in order to get that stuff, and all you're going to do is put yourself in financial ruin. No, so John trying to run is with saying, the Joneses. No, you're not so, trying to run. So with we we did that one time. Let me tell. We did do that one time, and we learned because we keep it real, right? So we did do that one time. We were dumb early in our marriage. Ooh. Very dumb early in our marriage. Um. But it's not that it's coveting. So here's, so John thinks Ooh, what that. What is it? It's not. I, John thinks that if you go to somebody's house and you go, oh, they had a nice house. Or, oh, I like their refrigerator. That you're coveting. It's not that you're coveting it. You're just saying you like their refrigerator. I don't understand what the problem is. We got two different opinions on that one. We do have two different opinions, but that's not coveting. What happens, though, is when you look at other people's marriages and their relationships or their home and you start idolizing those things. That is when it's a problem. Well, coveting and idolizing is the same thing. No, whatever. No, what um, coveting, idolizing, whatever. I'm saying to me, it's a little bit different. (laughs) In my in my mind, in Kenya's mind, it's a little bit different. Whatever. John, what else do you have? Well, that's it, guys. It is? That's I it. I hate for the people that... I always hate to leave because then we have people join us and then we're going off. So then they have to go back and watch it from the beginning. But we have been consistent and been here every Thursday night for the last... Tuesday night, sorry, for the last three weeks, and we will continue. Tamika, we're matching tonight. Tamika's watching us. Colors are right. I think we're, we're getting there slowly but surely. Um, but we appreciate you all joining us. If you all have any topics that you all want us to talk about, please let us know so that we are not coming up with our topics uh, 30 minutes before it's time for us to go live. But I feel like tonight was a good topic. <laughs> is marriage all that it is cracked up to be. I will say in the end that I have enjoyed this journey of marriage um, with John and I can't wait to continue on this and have many, many more years of marriage with you and share really great stories and life's adventures. But we're not quitting our jobs and we're not 
selling all of our stuff and we're not backpacking. I can't wait to backpack across Europe. It's time to hit Europe. it. That we're not doing. But if the Lord blesses us with maybe a syndicated podcast, hmm, and we can get paid for it. You never know. know. We might be out there and we are the Hughes somewhere. We are the Hughes land. Look, guys, marriage is a journey that I chose to take with a particular individual. That particular individual is Kenya Hughes. I love my wife simply because she chose to love me back. With that being said, our marriage is the union that's entrusted by God for us to be an, a shining example of what marriage can be. I choose to be brave enough to love my wife through all situations, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. We are the Hughes. I'm John Hughes. I'm Kenya Hughes. And together, we, we are the Hughes. Hughes. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Good night.